Salvation and discipleship is a matter of connection to Jesus and total and complete submission to His doctrine and His commands as given to us in the Scriptures. So here we have this paradoxical statement. Once again, verse 35, for whoever would save his life will lose it. So here we have the principle that we come across so very often in the teachings of Jesus. It's the principle of saving by losing or gaining by losing. And this is something that once again, like Jesus' teaching of the assigning of value, of the assessment of value, is something that is so fundamental to all of His teaching. The teaching of saving by means of losing or gaining by means of losing. Just a couple of examples in your notes of just how Jesus again and again and again will return to the same kind of thing. Matthew chapter 10, a similar context. Do not think that I've come to bring peace to the world or to the earth. I've not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. A person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. You see, worth, value, again and again, worth, value. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. See it there. You see it again, Luke 17. Whoever seeks to preserve his life, same word, Whoever seeks to preserve his soul, his life, his existence, his core being, his personhood, will lose it. But whoever loses, again, same word, his life will keep it. Or look at John 12. Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Do you you hear the echoes there of deny self, take up cross, seeing old self as dead on the cross with Christ? Whoever does that bears much fruit, Jesus says. Whoever loves his life, same word, whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant will be also. And on he goes, continues from there. And many other places we can see a similar thing. Fundamental to Jesus' teaching is the core teaching of gaining by losing or saving by forsaking. So he says, whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life For my sake. Now we could easily skip over that and miss a very valuable point. The point is to notice the self-perception of Jesus. Notice how Jesus perceives Himself. He perceives Himself as nothing less than the fulcrum on which everyone's eternity balances. In other words, your relation to Him is what determines everyone's eternity. So once again, this the foolish nonsense that just won't die, that we just keep hearing over and over, this nonsense that Jesus never thought of Himself as divine, never thought of Himself as a deity. He thought of Himself as just a teacher, just a rabbi, maybe a prophet from God. But after His death, His disciples came and stole His body and then invented the story about Him being God. Utter nonsense. Because over and over again, Jesus says things that requires us to understand that He perceived Himself 
as something very different than just a person. He perceived himself as something far different than a prophet. For no prophet ever said, whoever denies this for my sake, it is he who will have life. No prophet ever spoke like that. Jesus had a perception of himself that was nothing less than the perception of deity, one who has equality with God. So this self-perception, whoever loses his life for my sake, and then notice what else he says, and the Gospels. So what this is saying to us, once again, that salvation and discipleship, far more than some sort of mystical connection to the Jesus of your perception. Instead, Jesus Himself and the entirety of the New Testament say to us, salvation and discipleship is a matter of connection to Jesus and total and complete submission to His doctrine and His commands as given to us in the Scriptures. He says, whoever would save his life, but will lose it, but who loses his life for my sake and the Gospels. So Jesus is saying to us very plainly that the path of discipleship is not just attachment to me as a person. It's not just attachment to me by way of love. Remember Peter? As we talked about Peter's confession, you are the Christ. And we talked about how Peter's confession was a confession of love. But love alone is not enough. It's not enough just to love Jesus. Peter loved Jesus. But what Peter needed to hear was he needed to hear Jesus' words. He needed to to receive Jesus' doctrine, Jesus' commands. Here again, Jesus is saying that discipleship is much more than just a matter of, of connection to the Jesus that you want to think about or that you perceive. Instead, it is connection to Him as a person and it is also complete and total submission to His doctrine and to His commands. So he says, whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. Verse 36, For what, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? So here now Jesus invites us to reevaluate all of life. Now, I want to use that word reevaluate. I want to use that intentionally because I could say reevaluate because that's what reevaluate means. But instead, let's use the word revalue to force ourselves to see what Jesus is saying, to revalue, to value something again, to go back and say, let me reconsider, let me rethink the worth, the value of everything. All right? Jesus is saying to us, if you would come after me, if you would be my follower, if you would be my disciple, if God has placed in your heart this desire to be my follower, then my followers are those who have revalued all of life, reworthed all of life. They've reassessed the value of life. So those who would save their life, their personhood, their existence, those who would save that will lose it. Those who will lose it for my sake will have it. Now, think back to the context. Let's remember the context. The context is Peter's confession. You are the Christ. And then Jesus' statement, Jesus' teaching, okay, here's what the Christ is here to do. I'm here to suffer. I'm here to die. Peter says, oh no, not you, Lord, not you. All right, far be it that that would ever happen to you. What Peter was doing, and this is important to see, what Peter was doing was saving his life. Now, it might not sound like that. 
because Peter's words sound like words that are words of concern over Jesus, and they are. Peter loved Jesus. Peter did not want to think of Jesus' crucifixion, of his death, of his suffering. And so, yes, Peter is speaking out of a concern for Jesus, but it's really important to see that Peter, more than anything else, is speaking of a concern to save his life. Peter had just placed all of his eggs in Jesus' basket. He had just completely identified himself with Jesus as Messiah, Jesus as King, Jesus as ruler, Jesus as leader. And now for Peter, the thought of this glorious, victorious ruler suffering and dying, for Peter, that means me, because I've identified with him. You see, so Peter is engaging in self-preservation, self-promotion, self-protection, those things that we talked about in the denial of self. You remember the Alaskan salmon swimming upstream? Or you remember the, the merging in the traffic, right? Peter is doing the merging in the traffic thing. If I have cast my future upon you as Messiah, and now you're talking about suffering and dying, uh-uh. So Peter is stepping forth to save his life. And this is what prompts Jesus so so appropriately now to give this teaching. Whoever would do what? Save life? Well, you'll lose it. Peter, you are seeking to save yourself. Even though I'm the one that's talking about suffering and dying, you are the one who has invested yourself in me and your perception of me, your perception of my glorious rule. And so my speaking now of my suffering and dying is causing you to revolt in an effort to preserve self and save self. And this is why Jesus then goes to whoever would save will lose. Whoever would lose that for me will save it. He's calling Peter to reassess the value of everything. Because Peter has valued above all. What has he valued above all? Himself. Remember the merging? Because we're all me monsters. We're all me, me, me. Me first. And so Peter, in his me monsterness, is saying, no, 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 no. We can't do that. Because that would be bad for me. We can't do that. That would be a bad reflection on me. And so Jesus is now saying, wait, 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 Peter. Here's what we've got to do. We've got to revalue everything. And we now have to redetermine what is of ultimate value and what is of lesser value. For what would you give in exchange for your soul? What would you give in exchange for your life? And in the revaluing of things, this is where Peter is going to begin to get it. So Jesus is inviting him to revalue all of his life and to reassess that which is most valuable. Because that which is most valuable is that which we would give the most for. Just like the unique painting. Just like the unique work of, of jewelry. Just like the, uh, the thing that in, is in high demand but low supply. That's what we would give the most in exchange for. Look at me at the words of Thomas Manton in your notes. Here's how he puts it. Herein is wisdom. Is wisdom. See how men throw overboard the lading of the ship when it becomes a question of saving their lives? 
Reason teaches them that the less precious must go first. So you get this picture in your mind of people on a sinking ship. And what do you do on a sinking ship? You start throwing over the least valuable things. Don't you remember Paul in Acts when they were on, in the, on the sea in the storm? And they start throwing over the wheat, the least valuable of all. They start throwing it all over. They don't throw over the gold first. They throw the wheat over first. So he says, reason teaches us, all of us, by instinct we know that when it becomes a matter of life and death, the least valuable goes first. They don't throw over the first their gold and then their corn. Neither do they lose their lives to save their ingots. Let us, so let us, above all things, care for our souls and their eternal interests. He whose house was burned to ashes kneeled down and thanked the Lord because his child was safe. And he who loses the whole world but obtains eternal salvation has so much to rejoice in that he would waste his tears if he shed them over his losses. So therein, therein is the common sense valuation. What can be exchanged for the life? Someone loses a house, what's that in, in comparison to the life? If someone loses a house, what's that in comparison to the child that was saved? If you have to throw over wheat in order for the boat to survive, what is that? If you have to throw over the gold, what is that if it saves the life? And so he says, by reason, your common sense tells you that when it comes to a matter of life and death, even the things that you might think would be of great value are of little value compared to that which you have determined is of the greatest value. So now let's plug this back into Jesus' words. He who would save life, soul, personhood, he who would save that will lose it. Why would you save that? Why would you be one to say, I must save that. I must save self. Like Peter, no, Lord, that's not going to happen to you. Why would you say that? Because that's what you consider of greatest value. And you throw overboard that which is of lesser value. You see? You throw overboard the cross. You throw overboard the Messiah. You throw overboard the Christ. When you consider person, self, soul to be of greatest value, just like Manton says, everybody saves the most valuable for last. Everybody is willing to throw everything else overboard to save that which you consider of greatest value. And Jesus says, here is discipleship to revalue everything, reassessing worth, reassigning worth, and giving greatest worth to what? Your eternal soul.